0: And welcome back to the Sooner Surge. And today we're doing a round one March Madness recap. And we're joined by two of our riders from Surge Sports Network.com, Jonathan Gurley, who covers the Texas Longhorns, and Seth Coons, who covers the Missouri Tigers. Guys, thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate Thank
0: it. you. All well, right, well, Jeremy, you want to get into it?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say let's start with uh I mean, I hate to say the word surprises because there's so many this year, but uh, obviously the number one seed, Purdue. Uh, did, did anyone think that they were going to go super far in this tournament?
1: Um, yeah. I, know no. that in, I know in some of my brackets I had them uh, getting sweet 16. I think that's where I capped them. And honestly, I had Memphis beating Purdue in the second round, so that's how well uh, those picks went for me.
2: I think that – Painter, dude, painters. I I know they got the number one seed. They've got to be start questioning some things with this guy. You got the last three losses in the in the tournament is thirteen seed, fifteen seed, and sixteen seed. So I don't know what the deal is why he can't win games in March. But hey, I will say that for and my brother's not on here. I wish he was right now because I'm so sick of him and others saying you got to have a big man. You got to have a big man. Guards win tournament games now. I get it that big men can defend the basket for defensive purpose. I get that. But the guy for Purdue, he may be the player of the year this year. I don't know if he's going to – you guys think he's going to be the player
3: yeah, of the year? Yeah,
0: he'll win it. He'll win it.
3: I thought he, I thought he was the sole reason Purdue is going to at least maybe get to the sweet 16 or the round of 32. He was the only person I thought that was going to get Purdue somewhere far.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's all they
2: have. But last <laughs> night they triple teamed him. He'd bring the ball down, and get it turned up, turnover every time he got it down there. I'm like, I'm not so sure that the answer is big men in the in the world of college basketball these days. I think guards is where it's at.
1: Yeah, I think last night while I was watching the game, uh, they said a stat that in the last like 12 minutes, uh, Edie only put up about one shot. So, definitely a great game plan there by uh, Farley Farley Dickinson. Um, great game plan by them. And I think that another thing that you had there that worked in the Knights' favor was I think that you have a lot of guys on that team that were really bought into their coach. You know, I think they went in there with a lot of confidence, and I think that that team had a much better bond than Purdue. And I think that we saw it last night that sometimes those bonds, that's what's going to win you tournament games.
2: Oh, for sure. And the athleticism of Fairleigh Dickinson
1: was way better than Purdue.
0: Like
2: overall yeah. athleticism. They had guys that could get to Wait. the rack. They had guys.
0: Jer- that... Jeremy, what? That can't be the case. Have you not watched TV the past week? They've said nothing to FDU. They are. They are the worst team in this tournament. They. They. They are. This is ridiculous. This is going to be hilarious to watch Purdue play them. They're going to kill Biggest win in tournament history. Hey. What happened? You're like, golly! I tell you it's what crazy It's Purdue... what happens every year in March, Hunter. Yeah. I don't...
2: I don't know that this would ever happen in football because you only need five guys in basketball and only two of those guys you need to get hot. But when there's no pressure on teams, the, the guy stepped up last night, the Fairley Dickinson big man, hit a three-pointer to put him up five when they were up two. There's just no pressure on these teams. And that's why you see a lot of these upsets, in my opinion, is because there's no pressure on these teams. Yeah.
1: Do you think that changes a little bit as we head into the second round now that they've seen, you know, what Fairleigh Dickinson can do? Do you think there's a little bit more pressure on them, or do you still think they're playing with house money here?
2: I mean, to me, I I think in years past there seems to be the farther these uh, smaller schools go, the less likely they are to get upset. Now, I know we had St. Peter's. We had – who was the school a few years ago almost made it the Final Four? I know Loyola made it the Final Four one year, but – It seems to be that they slow down and you would like to think that these powerhouse schools uh, are going to end up taking over in the long run. That's why I think you see a lot of, you know, Florida won the national championship one year uh, when they should have lost round one to a a scrub team. There's been several cases where big time programs almost upset and end up going to the final four. And it just seems like that seems to be the trend more so than. The smaller schools continuing to win out, but that there's been some big upsets even in second and third rounds lately. So,
0: yeah, I think what the difference with FDU is is you just see like after they won in the first game on what was it Tuesday night, Wednesday night? Wednesday the coach coaches flat out, yeah, Wednesday night. He's flat out like we. The more I watch Purdue, we can beat. You. the The confidence in that locker room is. Really, I think it's unheard of for a Cinderella-type school for these small schools. They're usually – yeah, they're confident, obviously, and they're playing with no pressure, like you said. But I've never seen a school flat out say, the more I watch Purdue, the one seed in that bracket, we can beat them. Like, the confidence is just through the roof.
3: Yeah, Nick – go ahead, Jonathan. I thought I, I saw that video of that coach, and I thought it was like a recipe for disaster for uh, for FDU. I thought that was like, okay, well Purdue's going to come out the gate showing like we're the number one seed, you're the 16, we're better than you, and we're going to show you it. But it was like their coach he 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 put the he put that idea in the team. He thoroughly believed, hey guys, we can go out and beat this team as a 16 seed. That's just a number. We're a better all around team than them as a unit when we're playing well together. We can go out and beat them, and let's go out and do it. I thought that was an aggressive approach, but shows how good of a coach that this guy seems to be for getting this team rallied together like that in this big of a stage. And they – Purdue was awful shooting last night, 5-26-3, and and and
2: most of those three-pointers were wide open. So that was the game plan is pack it in on Edie and uh, allow the three-pointers – and they knew their athleticism was probably top-notch. Purdue did go undefeated, I think, in in non-conference, but then Big Ten, they lost five games, and I'm trying to think who those losses were to, but Matt Painter, guys, you're drawing up a play with six-tenths of a second left. Like, does does he know what's going on? There's six-tenths of a second left. They're down five. You see him in the timeout, he's drawing up the plays, and the guys are sitting there listening. I'm thinking, there's no way I'm listening down five, six-tenths left. Like, Why are you even drawing up a play? That was... The guy doesn't know what's going on. I, if I'm a Purdue fan, I'm calling for his job right now. That...
1: I think that was like a shock thing. I think that uh, they came over. I don't think that Purdue as a whole could really believe that, you know, their their season was getting ready to end at the hands of a 16 seed. Um, But, I, yeah, definitely some questions uh, this morning for the Purdue Boilermakers.
2: Who else – who else scares you guys as far as – I mean, who, who else do you guys think can make a, a long run that's maybe not a top four seed?
0: Duke. Duke. They're a five seed, and look at the matchup they have today. banged hey, up Tennessee team. Well, that, I, I mean, I had ORU going to the Elite Eight. So, so did I. Duke, I think, can go even farther. So
2: Duke-Tennessee, to me, is the top game of the day. That
0: one in Arkansas and Kansas. Those two Arkansas games, and Kansas, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Like, those are the two that, games I'm
2: going to be glued into for sure. I
0: have Kansas going to the Final Four, but if they don't make it to the Final Four, it's because they lose tonight.
3: Hunter, don't you have like six of the seven Big 12 teams, though, making okay, it to the Elite get to that.
0: The Big 12 is the biggest fraud in all of sports. This Wait. is not the best conference. It's the conference of mid this conference sucks. There's hey, no other you way. You can't to play. say
2: mid, Hunter. So, what if they have three of the. Final Iowa four? State got embarrassed. They did.
3: Tonight. That what was, what was fun get to get
2: watch. What if they get three of the final four teams, Hunter?
0: I don't think it's going to happen. Look at Baylor's, all these 12 teams. Baylor right and now.
2: Texas have legitimate
3: shots.
0: Uh, yep. Yeah, they were Baylor going a long way. K State's brackets not. Yeah, Hunter doesn't want
3: to admit that Texas has a legit chance of getting that far, so. Dude,
0: I mean, just wait. The white guy. I don't even know his name. <laughs> Who's Missouri? So Missouri's going to see Princeton today. They're
2: going to destroy Princeton, in my opinion. But who would they have in the next round then?
1: Uh, taking a look at the bracket, uh, Missouri will play the winner of Creighton and Baylor. Uh, so that.
0: Yeah, both. That's of a tough schools. matchup. Both of them.
2: Yeah, that'll be a good Sweet 16 matchup for sure.
1: Yeah, but you look at Missouri. I mean, they have a lot of athleticism. A lot of athleticism. Uh, They definitely do play in streaks. They have been a streaky team this season. I will admit that. Um, But at times, it just seems like... Uh, they play some suffocating defense. Nick Honor, uh, he he threw a good wrench into Utah State's plan. I actually didn't get to watch much of the Missouri game because I was sitting in English class and then calculus when that tipped off, uh, but I did catch the end of it. Um, so I think that what you have with Missouri is I genuinely think that this is a very loyal team. You know, anymore, you see a lot of guys hopping into the transfer portal, you know, finding a new home, you know. Some of those guys on the team last year uh, for Missouri, they had the opportunity to do that. Uh, some of them did, but I think the guys that remain are very bought into this uh, Missouri program. They're bought into Coach Gates, and, you know, that that's a good recipe when you have a team in March Madness.
2: Yeah. Oh, I agree. They've really been, uh, you don't want to say under the radar, but they've been one of the better SEC schools uh, all year, and I think people kind of slept on it, maybe even in their bracket. But that is a tough – they do have a tough Sweet 16 matchup no matter which one they play. Because both – Creighton's top five guys are pretty legit. They went through injuries this year. Uh, they're they're well coached, and Baylor's Baylor. But what about the Texas side, Jonathan?
3: Uh, we will either play – if we win, we'll either play Pitt or Xavier. See, te- to me, Texas got it until the
2: – the Houston, it's going to be Texas-Houston yeah. to go to play in Houston.
3: Yeah. I mean, we, Where, where's that either? game
0: going to be at, Jack, Jonathan?
3: Which one? The
1: Texas-Houston Texas game, Houston.
0: the Elite Eight game.
3: Uh, I don't
1: – Is it in Kansas City?
3: Yeah, I – I, I that, that feels like – If it. it is in Kansas City, Texas
2: has played really well there in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Where's Missouri's yes. uh, Sweet 16 Elite Eight games?
1: Uh, I can pull that up. One second.
2: Yeah, because I was going to see – I mean, yeah, Texas to me. And, and, Hunter, I get what you're saying about, yeah, shooter is going to – but Texas' defense is locked down. I, I don't see that
3: they're going to allow some shooter to go off, dude. I mean, look look at Colgate. Colgate came into the game as the best three-point shooting team in the exactly. country, and they made three three-pointers the whole game. Yeah, I, I don't see Penn State matching up well with Texas at all. And the big thing is, we got Timmy Allen back and with how well Dylan Dessou, Dylan Dessou has made the month of month of March his month. He has not had a bad game at all. And him and Timmy Allen, it took, it didn't happen really till about midway through the second half, where they finally got like their feet underneath each other down low in the Creighton in the Colgate game. And once they did, it was just how. Colgate was scoring. They were they were getting inside, and they were getting offensive rebounds, and they were dominating us down low. But once sue and Allen got their feet underneath them and doing that, we were able to start stopping them. And he had another – I think he had two 17 and 17-10 games in the Big 12 tournament, and he had one uh, against Colgate. But, I mean, and with, with Texas, you don't know who is going to go off between the three guards. You don't know if – Tyrese Hunter's going to have 23. You don't know if Serge Ibari Rice is going to have 23 off the bench. You don't know if, you're, if Marcus Carr is going to have 23 because they all have those abilities. They, yeah, that's, they, to me, that's so, what
2: separates
0: Texas. They have three really good guards. Andrew Funk, who I'm talking about from Penn State, had 27 against AM, 8 for 10 from three.
2: Okay, well,
0: the, the odds of that guy, my
2: guess is I'm going to go by his last name, and I think he's going to be in a shooting funk today because you don't go put back-to-back games like that up.
0: He's a forty-two percent three-point shooter. If anything, and, and we can stick Rock Cunningham on him. Rodney Terry
2: knows that. Rodney Terry
0: knows he's a, that that good of a shooter.
3: Rodney Terry was behind the Penn State bench watching the game.
0: Yeah, hey, you know the only way he's not going to have eight threes tonight is when Serge Bari Rice fouls him every single possession and they don't call it. It's insane. I have never seen a player foul with as many hand checks as Serge Ibary Rice. I'll agree if I was a Penn State guy. coach, I'll I would put him. in the fifteenth man and take that dude out. See, I'm I telling you, hate Hunter, Serge Bari Rice. If Serge Ibary Rice was a Sooner, hate him. If no, he was a Sooner, not. you would
3: love him. You would love him I mean, if he was okay, a Sooner. Hey,
0: Jeremy, can you think of any Sooners like in the past, like five years, that I know this is a little off topic, that were like hated by other fan bases? Oh, There's been
2: tons, but Ooh. a lot of them was when
0: I grew up. It was when I was growing up watching. Okay. I, and Water,
2: yeah, like, Blake Griffin. People hated Blake Griffin, dude. I, I love Blake Griffin now. Five years. So, no. No, that's probably because OU basketball hasn't been relevant since Moser was, came there.
0: Just in
2: before, like
0: in the last. Did you know, five I hate years. Porter Moser. Yeah. Hey. Is it time to fire Moser and hire Tobin Anderson? No, you don't go hire. <laughs> you don't go hire uh, another mid-major guy. I I would rather try it out than keep Moser around for another year. Uh, our team this year is going to be the OU Club Basketball. Tobin because, Anderson had like a high school Under Armour FDU
2: hoodie on. Like, I mean, pullover. Oh, there's on. no funding
0: on. for the school. Do no what? funding for. There's no funding for athletics at that I, school. I know it's crazy. Now we'll have funding. You win. So the two, it's a one I, seed. You're gonna get a lot of money.
1: Did you so, uh, see the picture of their home gym that yeah. was released last? <laughs> was I it mean, worse than St. Peter's compared
0: to, Peter's it, compared it, to Purdue? Year,
1: it's literally like a barn. Like it's I've awful. seen high school gyms like that in my area. Yep. I mean, it, it it had a cool feel to it, but that's not a that's not a college basketball gym that they had.
2: And to me, that's the difference between this and football is. Look, these schools show up to March Madness. It's it's a different they have nothing to lose. It's like they're in, it's like the Hoosiers movie. It's like the Bad News Bears when they went to the Astrodome in that one movie. These teams just go to these places. It's like wow. Just the joy of playing there. Now I saw the Kamala Harris Kamala Harris thing with the Howard University. That was the most cringy thing I've ever seen. When she was yeah. talking to them in the post game, they should have done that before the game, not in the post. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, that was unreal. But would this ever happen, guys? If the football, NCAA said we're going to go to a thirty-two team football playoffs, or even the twelve team, are you going to see upsets like this in football? Every
0: now and then.
1: I think you could. Yeah. I think the. I think that we just want the opportunity to be there. I think that's really what drives viewership for uh, the NCAA tournament. Aside from the 68 team field, you got all their fans watching, but I just think that, you know, America at, at times of tournaments, you know, they, they, they want an underdog to root for. And I think that that's what drives viewership.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know it'd be more difficult in football because you're dealing with a lot more players instead of, like I said earlier, five guys that really need to, It's going to be interesting if guys from FDU hit the portal to, like, big-time programs now or something
0: like that. St. Peter's did last year. Yeah, Gulf Coast. ORU the year before. Gulf Coast. Yeah, they went to the Sweet 60s. That's who I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah. ORU the year before only Alaska Banner. so – yeah, so, uh, Loyola lost a good amount of players
3: because everybody on Loyola was a senior that year, basically. They, they, yeah. I think it was Marcus Towns and Clayton Custer were all seniors that year.
0: Yeah. Well, you're talking about football, poss- like if they were to ever do it. You know the only way it would happen is if the NCAA partnered with Vegas because the amount of money to make from gambling over this stuff. I, I don't know if you guys have seen all the videos of Sportsbook in Vegas right now. It's insane. Everyone's there. Everyone's betting on this stuff. So if football ever went to like a 32-team playoff, it would be totally for the money because there'd be so much money involved.
2: Mm-hmm. How many of your final four teams are left, guys?
0: Ew. I, I think two, all four of
2: mine. My national title team is Houston. So I still got them. I got Baylor.
3: I think I have two out of four. I know for sure I have two, and that's uh, not, uh, Alabama and Texas right now. <clears throat>
1: uh, on yeah, my final four 14. out of four. Yeah,
3: out of final four. Is it seven. concerning to you guys yeah, about All four of
1: mine are that, alive.
3: That, uh, for Brandon Miller, the fact that I don't think he had a point against TAMUCC.
2: Yeah, I wish we had our Alabama rider on. I think she's on, She's on. she traveled somewhere, but I wasn't he also receiving treatment that game? So he wasn't like – I don't know how many minutes he played. 19 okay he should have scored yeah yeah
3: yeah. he went oh he went oh of five from the field and oh of three from three with five rebounds uh three assists and three fouls
2: he'll probably put up 40 today then johnson
3: i'm gonna do the same thing
2: with him that i do with that funk guy
3: he'll probably go (laughs) off
0: today
1: i mean you know who loved the brandon miller uh zero point outing fans of maryland fans of san diego state fans of Furman, creighton baylor missouri and princeton they loved it because all the talk you know going into that bracket was uh if this alabama team you know could be beaten you know it, it seemed like they had a pretty open road uh, and then you know brandon miller uh, 19 minutes zero points i think that fired some people up so we'll see how he plays against maryland
2: yeah i look for them to spank maryland pretty good today
0: I don't think they make it out of there. Before I had them losing tonight. You don't think they're going to beat
1: Maryland Hunter?
0: No, no. I think I'm, I'm meaning out of that bracket. Oh. Out of that bracket. I bet we're going out of there. I think Bama –
3: I think I, – I I think Bama, they're my favorite. To, they're my pick to win the national championship this year. Because if you they're look – I mean.
0: We're Hunter, Hunter,
3: Hunter, this is a team that in a two-week span beat the number one team in the country. They beat North Carolina. Yes, I know North Carolina is bad, but at the time, nobody knew North Carolina was going to finish the year unranked. They were number one. Then they beat number one, Houston. Isn't Didn't Houston finish the year, too? Yeah,
0: yeah, and this yeah. is a so, team I mean,
3: that yeah. lost
0: by 24 to probably the worst basketball team I have ever seen in my life. Well, Hunter,
3: Hunter, as we know, upsets can happen, and everybody can have their off game. the The uh, FDU coach said it. They they probably beat us nine out of ten, but yeah. they didn't beat us that one time. He didn't say,
0: See, he didn't say nine out of ten. He said ninety nine out of a hundred. Okay, so he said.
1: <laughs> he, okay, I but, would
0: take FDU in
1: that. Poor
3: but so upsets can happen. Everybody can have their off night in basketball. It's basketball. Somebody has a bad shooting night that that can be the difference in the game. So that was one game. But if you look at Alabama's collective games and schedule the whole season, there's without a doubt they're the best team in the country.
2: And the SEC so, looks pretty. Hunter, we yeah they the do SEC, yeah, they, the
0: SEC uh, earlier yeah. this year. But the it's SEC looks pretty doggone Yeah, good. they look really good right now. Like, it's the Big 12 that's not looking good. How many like, left in the SEC? When SMC? you see
2: Tennessee, not, Missouri, Arkansas, uh, Alabama, who else? I think the only
3: one who's
1: I think the Alabama only one that lost was a and M. A am
3: and m lost. A&M and <laughs> uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. I wanted, I wanted A&M to win so bad, just so he could play them.
2: A&M didn't. They're out there celebrating the hotel like goofing around. That
3: video it's was crazy. so funny. That video was so
0: funny. A&M Man. lost because they spent the entire week throwing a fit that they were the seventh seed. They are AM has probably the worst fan base in all of sports. They are constantly whining over something, whether it be football, baseball, basketball. or Like, it's – and they were up till midnight doing their midnight cult yell, and then wonder why they lose to Penn State. So
3: the A and M chat boards are my favorite things to read. They are when they, pretty fun. They when they're blaming OU Texas. and Texas for for everything. I mean, it's just it's amazing. They probably and,
0: have the best message board out of every team. But. And
3: unfortunately, like I know a lot of A and M fans. I, I know it's. Friends, my mom and everything, but like it's so fun to go over to their houses on Saturdays when A and M's struggling, and you know just sitting in the back, you know, just watching them just get so pissed off over over Jimbo. They were so happy they hired him. And in basketball, basketball's basketball's the really fun one because I've been told for three years they have a national championship winning basketball team, and can't get past Penn State. Let-
1: Jonathan likes to stir the pot. I can tell.
3: Oh yeah. Ask ask Hunter about it. Ask let, Hunter. let me ask you guys a question that's out there.
2: And I, I don't know that I believe it because this is probably absurd to say, but John Shire. Is he gonna Coach K? Like are they better off with
0: Shire right now? I that think dude's he's looking really, really good, though. He is looking I, but really I, I good. I think they're
2: better with him this year than they would have been with Coach K this year. This is actually not, not the most talented Duke team they've had.
0: No, it's in no ways close. But really, they shouldn't be a five seed. You look at their schedule and their record; they should not be a five seed. It's crazy. They won the ACC, right? Yeah, they yeah. did. They won yeah. the ACC too, and they're the five seed. That's just wild. Where's the
2: Providence coach going? Did you see him in the post game? They asked him, "Like, is this your last game?" He wouldn't really answer him. I, I like that coach. I don't. I'm not sure where. Unless he's going like Notre Dame or. Or did they already hire someone?
0: I know there's two big openings right now, Notre Dame and Georgetown. Oh, he could be a Georgetown guy, yeah. But Providence is another big East school. That doesn't – I know it doesn't. Like, I like him. But- Providence makes the tournament. Georgetown's been at home for how many years now? It's been a while.
2: Since Patrick Ewing was there?
0: Yeah.
3: point. did him you over. see the Georgia Tech job was open? No, Georgetown. 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 Georgia Tech is Passner, right? Yeah, uh, no, it's uh, Damon Stoudemire. Oh, that's Got right. That Where's
2: Passner at? The guy that used to be at Memphis.
3: Remember? You remember when he when Memphis
2: was like, he was taking Memphis to elite eights, and he was like the Memphis next had big like coach. a dominant
3: run for like a couple of years. Yeah, what they?
2: happened to him? Josh Passner, I can't think of where he's at. I
3: don't know what happened to him, but he was an up and comer. Who is Memphis's coach now? Isn't it Penny Hardaway? It's Penny Hardaway
2: through the water bottle uh, last night when FAU uh, made the game-winning shot with three seconds. He threw the water so, bottle.
0: Josh Pastner got fired from Georgia Tech last week. Last week? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: How far has that dude fallen, man? It goes to show you a guy like Tobin Anderson, while he may look legit right now, some of these guys. Oh, yeah. And same with Porter yeah. Moser. Porter now, where's a Gates fraud. Guy from? Where's Gates from Missouri from?
1: Uh, he came from Florida State.
2: Okay, like okay. So was he an assistant there, uh, or was he the head guy there? Because they also—I'm trying to think—who else Florida State had? Who was the guy right before him at Missouri that was supposed to be the next guy?
1: Alonzo Martin.
2: Yeah, that. Yeah, it didn't pan out. It didn't work out,
1: huh? No, it, it, it did not. It did not pan out at all. It, it was <laughs> Every- actually such a painful last year that, I mean, it got to the point where somebody would walk up to me and go, hey, Missouri's up by 10 in the final five minutes. I'm like, yeah, let's check back in four and a half. I'm sure that they'll be losing by then. I mean, it was, it was painful at times. Uh, and then, you know, de- I mean – Dennis Gates has just been a breath of fresh air for uh, the fan base in Como.
2: Yeah, some of those mid-major guys, con Mar- Martin, you got uh, Passner, who was mid-major, he's declined. Porter Moser's not done. Declined. Season, been at OU. A lot of these other guys who are at bigger programs, even
0: if they're assistants,
2: they seem to be doing better. But
0: yeah, that might be the move for the next OU head coach. Because I mean, we're keeping him. I guess, and I guess we'll allow him to put together an OU club basketball team next year. Because we're gonna lose all of our team to the portal, which is wild. But you,
2: you get to go against Chris Beard, Jonathan again when Texas plays Ole Miss in a couple of years.
3: Um, I mean, I'm I'm ready for that. I, I, I personally with with the with the issue that happened, I wouldn't touch him if I was a team because you you looking at how good, good Texas rebounded since that, if I'm being honest, I thought that was the end of our season when that happened. He led us to the win over Gonzaga. I thought I thought we were done for the season. And safe to say, I don't know if we beat Colgate with Chris Beard. here. No, and I agree.
2: Chris Beard is a great coach, great defensive coach, but he's very impulsive. He's a lot. And I don't even want to compare him to Porter Moses, but personality-wise, there's not... To me, usually teams that win championship, their coach, while they may have that, you know, brash side and get in people's face, most of those guys who are winning national titles have a calmness about them. He never seemed to.
0: Like, he was always
2: just, ugh. And to me, I think that came across maybe.
3: That was the same issue with him and Shaka Smart. They, they, They were too – energetic and getting in guys' faces instead of kind of, you know, sitting back and then, you know, telling him, okay, well, do this, adjust this. But that's what Rodney Terry does perfectly. You know, Rodney Terry's not jumping up and down on the sideline, you know, not hitting a three-pointer and he's, you know, pumping his fist in the air. He's just sitting there going, okay, what's going on? And then if it's, if like when Colgate Colgate put on multiple like 10-0-8-0 runs on that game. Rodney Terry would come call a timeout. We'd come back and we'd hit two straight three-pointers to put add six points back onto our lead. I mean, what Rodney Terry has done is taken Texas and made taking our elite defense that we've had from Chris Beer, but putting an elite offense. The offense was not this good under Chris Beer. We have we have This is the best Texas offense I've seen in a long, long time. Since maybe 2020, when we had guys like Andrew Jones and Matt Coleman and Jace Fredbreast kind of just the elite three-point shooters that we had. This is the best spot I've seen the Texas basketball program in a long time, and I don't know how Rodney Terry is not our head coach already. He will be. You also got guys like – so you
2: got these young coaches or up-and-coming guys, and you still got the stalwarts, Tom Izzo. Calipari, all these guys
0: do what? They're winning right now. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm (laughs)
2: saying Tom Izzo. I would pick Tom Izzo every year in the first round. That guy. So it's kind of good, interesting combination. But before we get off here, guys, what? Maybe let's pick one. Let's go around. We'll start with Seth. Maybe one uh, specific uh, team, maybe as an upset in the second round, and then. Obviously, I think you'll probably pick Missouri if you guys want to. But how far do you have Missouri going, Seth?
1: Uh, right before I get into that pick, I, I do have to do some clarification on Dennis Gates. He was the Cleveland State head coach from 2019 to 2022. Before that, he was an assistant at Florida State. So, okay. so he was
2: assistant and then to into a mid major and now Okay.
1: Yeah so taking a look at things I really like uh where Pitt is right now I think you know Xavier they didn't really impress me against Kennesaw State Pitt had a very solid showing against Iowa State you know I think that Pitt could definitely make it uh to the sweet 16 so that's my possible upset watch uh for this second round you know the Saturday Sunday games um Missouri I think if they continue to play, The way they've been playing, you know, uh, they've come out hot. They've played really well. Des Moines Hodge, he's been playing um, unbelievable uh, lately. So I think if they do that, they should be able to beat Princeton. Uh, Then that sets up a very tough Sweet 16 game between Baylor, the winner of Baylor, Creighton.
2: Yeah, I'll go. uh, This is shocking coming from me if you know me and Hunter does well. But
0: I'm picking Arkansas over Kansas (laughs) Yeah. That was one uh, I really had trouble picking. Like Arkansas
2: and I like Kansas. I lived in Salina for, yeah. for three years. I, I I'm a I like the Jayhawks. I was glad they won it last year, but Arkansas is very athletic. They're gonna give Kansas trouble uh, because of their quickness and their athleticism. And Musselman seems to be able to coach pretty good in March. And Bill Self with the undisclosed illness and everything. Yeah, is, is he, he coaching today? They haven't really said, but I, I'm taking yeah, Arkansas weird. on that one. That's my pick.
1: Yeah, I think that Kansas too win today. They're going to need Bill Self uh, on their bench. Um, it's it's just a much different Kansas team without him.
3: For
0: sure, mm-hmm.
3: Jonathan. Uh Arkansas Kansas was going to be my pick. I mean, I saw a Texas team beat beat kansas twice in eight days so i i think kansas is beatable and i think and you could tell this in the big 12 championship game not having bill self to kind of be there and bring them back to earth when texas was going on runs and that was you 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 can see the obvious impact that he has on the team and hopefully he gets better soon because you know march is always fun when kansas is doing well and you know when when they're not doing well because they're missing their head coach on a on an undisclosed illness like that, he hope he gets better. But I just, I don't see them getting far without him. He's, he's the guy that can bring them back together and bring and put and bring this team, you know, back focused on the game. Like, Hey guys, they're up by six, but we can do this, you know, or if it's up by 10, okay guys, we can do this for Kansas, you know, but with that, without that impact on the bench, it's like, you know, what are we doing here? We're lost without him. Hunter, I know what you're gonna say, so yeah. uh, going to say. Yeah, I'm going Andrew it,
0: Funk and Penn play State. Play that funky music. Uh, yeah, uh, I I think that I did not see Penn State winning at all. Uh, I thought that was a terrible matchup for them, getting A&M. I've watched a and a bit this year, especially when they took down Alabama. Uh, it's a really good team, and they beat them by, what, almost 20, something like that. It, it was a big-time win, uh, and – there's just something about that Penn State team with Andrew Funk. Drop twenty seven, uh, round one. I think he's gonna continue it. Hunter, the thing that you see in Penn State is they're playing
3: Texas. You don't see anything about Penn State. You just see who they're playing and that's why
0: you want them to that win. That is correct. Yeah.
1: I mean, I gotta agree. I really do like Penn State and I think they're getting hot at the right time, Hunter.
0: Yeah. I, I just want to see somebody take out Serge Barry rice I hate that so much. I, well, I hate
3: – If, if I, Serge Barry rice has a bad game, then Tyrese Hunter or Marcus Carr will step up and Dylan DeSue. Yeah. I mean, like, D- Dylan DeSue's mid-range because he's, he's so tall. His mid-range is unguardable.
0: The difference is, like, with Serge Barry rice is he's the sixth man. Like, he's playing most of the time when one of the guards or both of them are off the floor. So it's another scorer off the bench. I just cannot stand I, that I can't stand Jim, like, Jabari Rice either. not basically. been a player I've hated more than him. I, I agree as a senior. I've not been
3: Brock Cunningham Hunter, You've never liked Brock Cunningham No, either. I don't like Brock Cunningham either. He's on the list but, too,
0: Jonathan.
3: He's the glue man. He's the glue that holds the <laughs> team together.
0: I, I think Serge Jabari Rice might be my most hated Texas player of all time. Wow. Brecklin Haggers up there. I, yeah, I mean, I've Brecklin heard Hager. the stuff you said about uh, Brecklin Hager. Overshown. I did not like him either. Sham Ellinger We could go all like day on, on people we yeah. hate from Texas, but. Yeah. We appreciate you guys
2: uh, joining us today. Uh, you guys are us. our viewers. Make sure you subscribe to our channel and uh, follow us on Surge Sports Network. These guys are putting out great content for their teams, and it's just going to ramp up even more as we bring more riders on. And if you're interested in riding, you can go there and fill out a a Google form as well, and we'll get back with you. But appreciate you guys joining us. Best of luck to your teams today, and enjoy watching some madness today, guys.
1: Thank you. You too.
2: Thank you. All right. See y'all.